yesterday, we, um, a number of us went to the Pacific Hermitage. And if you don't know what that is, uh, the Portland Friends of the Dhamma established a branch of a Baigiri Buddhist monastery out in the Columbia River Gorge. <clears throat> a Baigiri Buddhist monastery is uh, where Sakula, our spiritual director, received her training. Down in California, it's a big training monastery in the Ajahn Chah tradition. And one of the uh, reasons that Parliament Friends of the Dhamma was founded was to uh, bring monks to the Pacific Northwest. So after a few years, um, we founded a hermitage of monks in White Sand. <clears throat> Last year, we started celebrating the three sort of Buddhist Thai holidays, uh, Theravada Buddhist holidays out there at White in White Salmon. Uh, Puja, which was yesterday, sometimes referred to as Sangha Day. Uh, <clears throat> uh, Puja, which is later on in the late summer. And Vesaka um, Puja, which is typically in May. Yesterday was the one this year that fell on Saturday. Uh, and about 30 people came to um, offer a meal and recite the precepts together, listen to Dhamma, uh, take tours of the Hermitage land, uh, and generally, uh, come together in community. It was a, it was a really lovely day. So it's one of the bigger crowds we've had there. It's very much a hermitage. Uh, you can't fit 30 people in the Dhamma Hall there. Uh, the most I've seen is 16. And um, you know, for me, it, it was interesting because I have been, um, I was part of, you know, the founding of the Hermitage. And I've been going out there for years, you know, on and off. And uh, one of the things that I do here at Portland Zadama is bring people there, introduce them to the monks, teach them how to, teach, <laughs> teach them how to, uh, offer a meal, uh, teach them how, you know, various conventions and etiquette around the monks in our tradition and uh, support the monastics. The monastics in our lineage, in this tradition, uh, they don't grow food or store food or buy food. They don't carry money. Um, so their daily meal is uh, is the meal that allows them to carry on to another day in practice. And so it's a very uh, sweet tradition to go out there, offer a meal, bring a group, um, then they offer a blessing and, and an opportunity to talk on Dhamma. What I noticed yesterday, uh, which was really lovely, uh, was that I didn't even have to do anything. 
didn't everybody was there. <laughs> By the time I got there, um, not to make this all about me, uh, but um, there's a lot of uh, people in this community that are well trained and uh, interested and drawing near to the monks and supporting them. Uh, and it was just absolutely beautiful to see kind of a group of, you know, more or less Western Americans <laughs> just doing it, you know, um, following the etiquette. I don't know if that tray of cheese ever got offered, but I hope it did. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah following along. Um, making space for each other and really enjoying the opportunity to draw near to the monastics. <clears throat> I often um, talk here about uh, defilements of mine. <laughs> uh, one of them for a long time was sort of jealousy and comparing a very small-minded lack of contentment, uh, concern about others, how I measured up, and a really low level of what we call in this tradition, mudita, so appreciative joy, joy for not only the um, good fortune of others, but joy at seeing the good actions of others. And, you know, when I first started sort of digging into the four Brahma-viharas, the four divine abiding, the four mature emotions, loving-kindness, compassion, mudita, and equanimity, mudita is appreciative joy, but I just use the term mudita. Um, I didn't really know if I would ever feel it. It's a really sad to me, but I just had this kind of like little black hole <laughs> of um, happiness for others. But over time, uh, with good training and great community, uh, Mudita is a place that I dwell a lot now. <clears throat> and especially here, you know, in this community, with um, in situations like yesterday, watching everybody kind of engage in really beautiful actions, like feeding other human beings so they get a meal for the day. That's <laughs> that's pretty good stuff, you know. And it's uh, it's heart filling and uh, lightening, brightening to the mind. <clears throat> I feel like I was in a little bit of a mudita fog even yesterday. I didn't have anything to do but stand around and <laughs> feel mudita <laughs> in many ways. Um, but you know, this, this tradition is so, close to my heart and um, in many ways my life depends on it 
And I don't mean that in a dramatic way, but this life that I'm living right now, uh, this happy, fulfilled, contented, joyful life is dependent on um, this tradition. The conditions have created it. So, still feeling that sense of moving to that today. I, I can't work, I can't figure out how to work this into the Dhamma talk. So I'm just going to tell you. My, my husband and my kids were there yesterday, which was really lovely. They've supported this community from the beginning, I've been a part of it. And, uh, and Todd said, that. And he's like, look at all these people. It's so wonderful. I don't, I don't have to do anything. And he's like, oh, it's a flock. And I was like, I don't think flock. <laughs> I had some kind of overlay. <laughs> and he goes, it's a murder. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd like that. <laughs> There's no lesson in that. <laughs> you know, go on about how pros are useful and resourceful and loud and they have communities, and I'm sure there's an analogy in it somewhere. <laughs> but um So, Sakula um, is Sakula's the spiritual director here. She's out for knee surgery. Um, I feel like I'm failing a little bit <laughs> in a lot of categories all of a sudden. She's only been gone a couple days. <laughs> I'm sure it's fun. But uh, yesterday, today was a cleaning day. Tomorrow was the class. Uh, it really released my spirits and uh, my confidence that this community is, uh, has its own self-perpetuating energy at this point. Um, there is um, a lot to do and a lot of people do. It's just really beautiful. So Maga Puja is... Um, Sometimes you refer to Sangha Day. It became a holiday later. Uh, it didn't become a sort of a holiday or a commemoration until much later, after the Buddha's, like centuries after the Buddha's death. And um, it commemorates a, a time when a huge number of arahants came together. Uh, to listen to the Buddha talk and Arahant as an enlightened being. <clears throat> and then the Buddha gave uh, a teaching, which essentially was sort of the beginning of um, uh, the Buddhist monastic code, which was laid down over a period of time during the Buddha's life and has now been uh, sort of brought forward for centuries. And it's how the monks in our tradition live today. And it's very sort of uh, pithy. It's um, <clears throat> brings 
together the teachings in a really kind of clear and crystallized way. And uh, the Avada Padimoka is something that uh, even we as lay people can, you know, Ajahn was saying, <laughs> even with, uh, you know, a some level of cognitive decline, <laughs> you can still have this memorized by next week. <laughs> now I'm wondering how bad my cognitive decline is. I don't know if I could have it memorized by next week. Does anyone remember where it was in the chanting, or is it in the other chanting? Page eight. Ooh. 79. 79 and 81. Versus on the training code. Versus on the training code. Okay. Okay. So I will. Um, I think we read version two. Did you go through version two? It was page eighty-one. It's version two. Page eighty-one. It's version two. Okay. So I'll just uh, read this in English. Not doing any evil, to be committed to the good, to purify one's mind, these are the teachings of all Buddhas. Patient endurance is the highest practice, burning out defilement. The Buddhists say Nibbana is supreme. Not a renunciant is one who injures others. Whoever troubles others cannot be called a monk. And on page 80, you'll see a different version of that, a different translation. A troublemaker <laughs> is no samana. That was samanized, I'm not sure if I'm roast. Not to insult and not to injure. To live restrained by training rules. Knowing one's measure at the meal. So the monks, again, you know, everything is, um, their food is all offered to them by the lay people. And they live extremely renunciant lives. And so Ajahn was saying, um, and so I just laughed out loud actually when he said this sort of something like they can uh, sometimes sort of crystallize all of their sensual desire <laughs> around the meal time. <laughs> so then you eat until you're like stuffed or you know, have all these opinions. But the Buddha taught a lot about um, eating just the right amount, eating the right at the right time and eating just the right amount to stay clear headed and um, mindful. Knowing one's measure at the meal, retreating to a lonely place, um, maybe a place of solitude is a better uh, translation, a place where you can collect yourself and feel your feelings and spend time in contemplation. Devotion to the higher mind, these are the teachings of all Buddhas. So very simple. And it's often even, um, the Avada Padimoka is often even <clears throat> crystallized further into the first three lines. 
don't do any evil, do good and purify the mind. So if you can't remember any of the rest of it or anything <laughs> at all, <laughs> do what is good, don't do what isn't, and purify the mind. So uh, continue with uh, your meditation, following the Buddhist teachings, sitting together, quickly by a bit, contemplating, having solitude, having spiritual friends, um, will all help with that. The other two simple instructions. 